Sudan. Humanitarian Access Snapshot. Crisis Overview. On the 15th of April 2023, fighting erupted between the Sudanese Armed Forces, SAF, and the Rapid Support Forces, RSF, mainly in Khartoum, the capital, Umdurman Town, and Moe City in Northern State. Fighting rapidly spread to cities in other states, such as Nyala, South Darfur State, Al Fasher, North Darfur State, Alabide, North Kordofan, and Agjanaina, West Darfur State. As of the 29th of April, fighting had killed at least 410 civilians and injured more than 2,000, with numbers likely to increase as the fighting continues. The fighting has displaced more than 75,000 people internally across Sudan, and 580,000 are projected to have crossed the borders to Central African Republic, Chad, Egypt, Ethiopia, Eritrea, and South Sudan. Damage to critical infrastructure has been severe, especially in Khartoum, where more than 60% of healthcare facilities have closed as a result. Only around 15% of Khartoum's healthcare facilities were operating at full capacity as of the 28th of April. Fighting has severely restricted humanitarian access. After the targeting of aid workers and facilities, humanitarian organizations have suspended their operations in most parts of Darfur. In Khartoum, consistent fighting has stalled international operations, especially after armed clashes in the airport area delayed aid flights. As at March 2023, nearly 16 million people, including 1.1 million refugees, were already dependent on humanitarian assistance in Sudan. Before the most recent displacements, Sudan was already hosting more than 3.7 million IDPs as at August 2022, mostly in Darfur and Kordofan regions. The conflicting parties had agreed on a temporary ceasefire, which started on 25 April. The ceasefire was then extended for 72 hours beginning 30 April. Despite this, as of 1 May, there were reports of clashes and airstrikes, and the insecure environment continued to challenge humanitarian access. Since the beginning of the conflict between the SAF and the RSF, several incidents of looting and supply chain disruptions have caused humanitarian aid shortages. On 30 April, the first aid flight landed, with the International Committee of the Red Cross bringing eight tons of medical supplies and equipment into the country. On 1 May, the World Food Programme announced lifting the temporary suspension of operations in Sudan that started on 15 April. Humanitarian access in Sudan after 15 April Insecurity and infrastructure damage have been the main drivers of humanitarian access constraints in Sudan after the escalation of hostilities on 15 April 2023. Access constraints in Khartoum and surrounding areas differ from those in Darfur region. Aerial bombardments, as well as significant roadblocks and movement restrictions, affect Khartoum. These constraints have led to a lack of access to food, water, and healthcare for the people affected and the relocation of the humanitarian staff to Port Sudan, where organizations have established new hubs. In Darfur region, the main access constraints are targeted attacks on aid workers and humanitarian organizations' assets, as well as insecurity. The mobilization of ethnic militias as proxies for the RSF is adding to the spread of violence. Access constraints in Darfur result in the movement of people away from services as they flee the violence and the suspension of humanitarian operations because of insecurity and looting. In all conflict-affected areas, Infrastructure damage has led to internet and electricity blackouts and fuel, water, and food shortages, creating logistical challenges for humanitarian operations. That said, humanitarian access gradually improved between 15 April and 1 May. Sudan's long legacy of civil war has consistently created multiple humanitarian access challenges. Before April 2023, 
the post-military takeover in October 2021 that established a military government dominated the context. The unstable political situation made humanitarian access challenging, with the economic crisis driving heightened levels of need. Insecurity throughout 2022, especially in Darfur region, continued to signal that further violence remained likely even while high-level negotiations seemed to provide a pathway back to a civilian administration. Pillar 1 – Access of People in Need to Humanitarian Aid Following the recent clashes, road and airport closures resulting from the conflict have restricted people's movement away from conflict-affected areas to seek safe access to humanitarian aid and other services. Some neighboring countries initially closed their border crossings from fear of insecurity. Reports indicate that most of the fighting in Khartoum and other state capitals, such as Al-Fosher, Al-Abid, and Nayala happens along major roads. Commercial airspace is closed until 13 May, and airports across the country are not functioning, including Khartoum International Airport, which suffered some damage from the armed clashes. As a result, airlines have cancelled commercial flights to and from Khartoum International Airport. The Port Sudan Airport in Red Sea State has not suffered any damage from the clashes, but it is only operational for military purposes. Civilian evacuations are operating through the Port Sudan Airport, but a permit from the Civil Aviation Authority and the approval of the SAF are required for civilian flights. Following an escalation of hostilities in Darfur region, people have attempted to cross the border to Chad. Some reports indicate that Chad initially closed its borders, but as at the 1st of May, people were entering Chad, and the borders were open. Sudanese people attempting to reach Ethiopia report that the journey is very dangerous because of insecurity on both sides of the border. Ethiopia only allows Sudanese with visas to enter the country but otherwise, its borders are closed. It is unclear if there are any irregular crossings to Ethiopia. People have also experienced many delays in crossing to Egypt, with the added difficulty of traveling without food or water. Pillar 2 – Access of Humanitarian Responders to the Affected Population most humanitarian organizations face movement restrictions in conflict-affected areas, mainly because of insecurity, limiting their ability to reach people in need. Aid workers caught in the crossfire and the looting of humanitarian organizations' assets have also affected humanitarian access. Some organizations continue to provide services, especially medical assistance, in the affected areas when possible. Humanitarian operations continue in other states, such as Blue Nile and White Nile, where there have been fewer reports of armed clashes. There are an estimated 100 international and local organizations across Sudan. Since many have suspended operations, grassroots committees and civil society organizations, such as the Sudanese Doctors' Association, have been responding to needs. In non-conflict-affected areas, humanitarian organizations could face further difficulties in implementing their operations once aid supplies run out while airport and road closures continue. Some organizations have suspended operations in Khartoum and other conflict-affected areas because of insecurity preventing aid workers from reaching places of work such as medical facilities. Even when staff can reach facilities, shortages in medical supplies do not allow them to attend to the increasing number of people requiring medical attention. The closure of airports and main roads has also made it challenging to deliver medical supplies to hospitals and medical centers. Insecurity and movement restrictions have also interrupted the supply of food, water, and other NFIs inside and outside Khartoum. Aid workers and their assets have also been subject to violence and lootings, leading them to temporarily suspend operations. The WFP has halted operations across Sudan after crossfire during the 15th of April clashes killed three staff members in North Darfur state. On the 21st of April, a aid worker died in North Kordofan state, and another staff member went missing in Khartoum. 
IAM has had to relocate its staff to safer areas, affecting their operations. Many incidents of looting have affected the warehouses and assets of the UN and other organizations, especially in Khartoum and Darfur region. The looted assets included humanitarian supplies, vehicles, and items from offices and compounds. Pillar 3. Security and Physical Constraints The insecurity and physical constraints arising from the recent clashes have had the biggest impact on humanitarian operations across Sudan. Insecurity has prevented people in need from reaching services and aid and has stopped aid workers from delivering aid, with people being advised to stay indoors. The conflict has resulted in displacements and evacuations within the country and across borders, but it remains unclear if displaced people can access services and aid in the areas they have moved to. A significant international effort is underway to provide emergency relief in the border areas. These are geographically remote areas, especially in Chad, but there is existing humanitarian infrastructure and operational presence, which is increasing. In South Darfur, people living around the SAF headquarters in Nyala town have had to evacuate their homes and seek refuge in surrounding villages. Clashes have been increasing in West Darfur state, mainly in Ag Janaina. The partial reopening of the markets is limiting people's access to food. In other towns in West Darfur, such as Habila and Baydar, Incidents of armed men looting and intimidating residents have resulted in the displacement of an unknown number of people internally to safer areas or over to Chad. Armed clashes have resulted in attacks affecting many healthcare facilities, ambulances, and health personnel in the conflict-affected areas, especially in Khartoum, restricting people's access to medical assistance and aid workers' ability to provide services. The attacks include the hijacking of ambulances carrying patients and paramedics, targeted military attacks on health facilities, the looting of medical supplies, and military forces seizing health facilities. Attacks, staff fatigue, and a lack of supplies have led to the closure of 16 hospitals in Sudan, including nine in Khartoum. The conflict has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to access people in need, and insecurity has temporarily suspended many humanitarian activities. Fighting has resulted in several humanitarian organizations, including the WFP, Relief International, Medical Teams International, Islamic Relief, and Medsan Sans Frontiere, temporarily suspending some of their operations in Sudan. The WFP suspended their operations following the death of three of their aid workers and significant damage to a UNHAS aircraft during an exchange of gunfire in Khartoum, affecting their ability to move staff and aid workers across the country. Operations resumed on 1 May. Relief International and Medical Teams International have also paused their programs in conflict-affected areas, although the latter still conduct some essential activities within the refugee camps it serves. Because of insecurity, Medsan Sans Frontier teams have relocated their staff to safer locations. UNHCR has also suspended its activities for staff safety. Extreme insecurity has caused Islamic Relief to suspend operations in most of Darfur, Khartoum, and North Kordofan. The conflict has also led many UN and other international organizations to temporarily relocate their international staff to Port Sudan in Red Sea State, limiting their ability to respond to needs. The conflict and infrastructure destruction have caused a shortage of fuel and electricity, resulting in a scarcity of vital resources, such as food, water, medicine, and other supplies. Transportation costs to leave conflict-affected areas have risen sharply, and infrastructure damage has disrupted communication systems. These obstacles have created difficulties for civilians and aid workers to communicate and provide aid to those in need. Humanitarian organizations such as the Danish Refugee Council and the Norwegian Refugee Council have reported challenges in planning, logistics, and communication because of internet blackouts and fuel and electricity shortages. 
humanitarian access before the conflict. Despite the military takeover in October 2021, humanitarian access had been slowly improving in Sudan before the recent escalation of conflict in mid-April 2023. There had been fewer reports of requests for incentives and fees for the delivery of humanitarian aid since June 2022. There were also fewer incidents of the looting of aid and the targeting of healthcare facilities between June to December 2022 compared to January to June of the same year. Some physical access constraints hindered people's movement and aid delivery following the rainy season and floods between June to September, but humanitarian responders still managed to reach people.